afternoon. It is now 1 p.m. My name is Miguel Bustos, and this is the regular meeting of the Commission on Community Investment and Infrastructure for Tuesday, March 21st, 2023. I'd like to begin by welcoming you all who've joined us here in person for our first meeting back, as well as those who, who are online. But remember, beginning March of 2023, March 1st of 2023, the emergency order provisions that suspended certain local meetings um, have been lifted and our commission has resumed uh, as in-persons uh, meetings. Today's meeting is being held in a hybrid format. Members of the public are welcome to join us both in person at City Hall and are also welcome to provide comments remotely through WebEx. Again, thank you all for being here. Madam Secretary, please call the first item. Thank you, Mr. Chair. The first order of business is item one roll call. Commission members, please respond when I call your name. Commissioner Brackett. Here. Commissioner Ludlam. Here. Commissioner Scott. Here. And Chair Bustos. Here. Commissioner Tamsin Drew is absent, but the rest of the commissioners are present. Mr. Chair, we have a quorum. The next order of business is item two announcements. The next regular meeting is scheduled on Tuesday, April 4th, 2023 at 1 p.m. That meeting will be in person. B, announcement of prohibition of sound producing electronic devices during the meeting. Please be advised, the ringing of and use of cell phones, pagers, and similar sound producing electronic devices are prohibited at this meeting. Please be advised that the chair may order the removal from the meeting room of any persons responsible for the ringing of or use of a cell phone, pager, or other similar sound producing electronic device. C, announcement of public comment procedures. Please be advised a member of the public has up to three minutes to make pertinent public comments on each agenda item unless the commission adopts a shorter period on any item. During each public comment period, members of the public attending the meeting in person will have an opportunity to provide their public comments. It is strongly recommended that members of the public who wish to address the commission fill out a speaker card and submit the completed card to the commission secretary. Members of the public who are joining us online will be instructed to dial 415-655-0001. When prompted, enter the access code, which is 2482-554-1346. Press the pound sign and then the pound sign again to enter the call. When prompted, please press star three to submit your request to speak. When you dial star three, you will hear the following message. You have raised your hand to ask a question. Please wait to speak until the host calls on you. When you hear your line has been unmuted, this is your opportunity to provide your public comment and you will have three minutes. Please speak clearly and slowly and you will be placed back on mute once you are done speaking. If you are planning to provide a public comment on any items on today's agenda, it is recommended that you call the public comment line ahead of time to allow you to listen to the meeting live and to prevent you from experiencing delays caused by watching a live stream. Today's meeting materials are also available on our website at sfocii.org under Commission, then Public Meetings tab. The next order of business is item three, report on actions taken at a previous closed session meeting, if any. There are no reportable actions. The next order of business is item four, matters of unfinished business. There are no matters of unfinished business. The next order of business is item five, matters of new business consisting of consent and regular agenda. First is the consent agenda. 5A, approval of minutes, regular meeting of December 6, 2022. Mr. Chair. 
Madam Secretary, do we have anyone from the publish, public who wishes to provide a comment? At this time, I'd like to invite any members of the public here in person if they would like to provide a public comment. Now, if there are any members of the public online who wish to provide public comment on the minutes, please call 415-655-0001, enter access code 2482-554-1346, press the pound sign, then the pound sign again, then press star three once you're in the call to be placed in the queue. Mr. Chair, it does not appear there are any members of the public wishing to comment on this item. Hearing no request to speak on this item, I'll close public comment. Commissioners, may I get a motion for the consent item? I motion to approve the minutes from the um, February 6th meeting. Thank you, Commissioner Brackett. May I have a second? I second that motion. Thank you, Commissioner Scott. Madam Secretary, please take roll. Before I do that, Chair, could, could you come closer to the mic when you speak or move it closer? It sounds a little low. Thank you. Thank you, commissioners. Commission members, please announce your vote when I call your name. Commissioner Brackett. Aye. Commissioner Drew is absent. Commissioner Ludlam. Aye. Commissioner Scott. Aye. And Chair Bustos. Aye. Mr. Chair, the vote is four ayes and one absent. Motion carries, thank you. Madam Secretary, please call the next item. Next is the regular agenda, agenda item number 5B, commending and expressing appreciation to Mara Rosales for her services upon the occasion of her departure from her position as Commissioner of the Commission on Community Investment and Infrastructure. Discussion and action, resolution number 1-2023. Director Koslovsky. Thank you, Madam Secretary. Um, commissioners, this is a resolution recognizing the work of Commissioner Mara Rosales. Um, it represents just a small portion of the contribution she's made to the city. I understand the commissioners uh, are going to be dealing with this resolution in the way they handle the reading of it. So I'll leave it there with you. Thank you. Um, should we call for public comment first? Madam Secretary, is there anyone from the public? It looks like we do have a member of the public. Okay. Let's just give him a minute. <clears throat> Good afternoon. I just want to, my name is Oscar James. I'm a native resident of Baby Hunters Point, 76 years. Uh, I've been familiar with this commission since 1968. I've been a participant in coming to these meetings all up until the pandemic. Uh, and it's been a pleasure knowing all of the previous commissioners and knowing some of you now, I see some new faces. But I really want to commend our commissioner who is retiring. She's done a tremendous job. Uh, it's not too much I can say about it. You know, I, I've, I've looked at all of the commissioners and the dedication that you guys bring to, this com to our community and the city and county of San Francisco as a whole. It's really been a pleasure for her to serve as our commissioner. Uh, the, the, the wisdom and the expertise and the, 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 uh, 
her law experiences, made sure things went proper for all of the residents of this city, but especially Bayview Hunters Point, which I love and is dear to my heart. Uh, I'll be back up for you, Mr. Bluestone, uh, in a minute. But uh, you know, I just I'm just pleased with this new commission. You know, the previous commissioners, when I first came, didn't rep represent our communities at all. Uh, the dedication was some would half and half to me. And I, I, we fought in my community. We turned over desks when it was at 939 Ella Street to make sure we got peoples like you guys on this commission. Not me personally turned over a desk, but I was sitting in the audience. Uh, I don't want to make things look bad, but we were trying to scare people who really didn't have our interests at heart. And now that we do have people with our interests at heart, I commend, and during the pandemic, I wasn't able to get on uh, a lot of times, which I like seeing people's eye to eye because you can see the truth in a person. You, you can see their commitment, you know, that our good Lord, Savior Jesus Christ, gave to us to watch out for each other, one another. And you know, I know the bell has rung. I'm long-winded, but it's been a pleasure to have her on this commission. And the reason I say her, I, I, I kind of have senior moments on females' names. Uh, but the dedication that she has brought to this commission and to this city, like I said, uh, is incomparable. Uh, and I just wish she have a success for life and what she have done for the city. You know, it just can't be measured up to. And you guys keep your good work. And if you do bad, <clears throat> I'm going to tell you you're doing bad. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you, Mr. James. And we also have George Bridges. Good afternoon, Commissioners George Bridges, Contract Compliance Supervisor, Director Klazowski, and General Counsel Morales. Former Commissioner Rosales, See if I can just uh, make you laugh. I don't want to make you cry. Um, but I just remember when we were going through dissolution, we thought it was the end of the world. And it, it really seemed like it. But your dedication to the staff was beyond what we could have imagined. And I just want to thank you on behalf of the staff, Contract Compliance Division, community. That's the most important part. And the community, the small business community, they love you. And they constantly say that they know that you're for them. And you make our jobs a lot easier because we know that you're out there giving them good direction I um, wish you all the best. I know we're going to see you probably even more often because you always fight the good fight. But I really appreciate all that you've done for us. Thank you. Thank you. 
Mr. Chair, it does not appear there are any members of the public um, wishing to comment further. Okay, I will close public comment and I will turn to my fellow commissioners, beginning with Commissioner Brackett. So, um, as we mentioned earlier today, um, we are um, going to be presenting the Commission on Community Investment Invest Infrastructure Resolution Number One, 2003, commending and expressing appreciation to Mara Rosales for her services upon the occasion of her departure from her position as a commissioner on the Commission of Community Investment and Infrastructure. Whereas on October 4th, 2012, San Francisco Mayor, the late Edwin Lee, appointed Ms. Rosales as one of the founding members of the Commission on Community Investment and Infrastructure. She has served with distinction, excellence, and commitment to the mission of the Office of Community Investment and Infrastructure, OCII, as a successor agency to the San Francisco Redevelopment Agency of promoting community, economic, and physical development in blighted neighborhoods and Whereas during her tenure, Ms. Rosales provided critical leadership to OCII and serving first as vice chair from December 18, 2012 to August 5, 2014, and as chair from August 5, to pre um, August 5, 2014 to March 21, 2017. And then again, she came back and served as vice chair um, under Miguel, again starting from May 7, 2019 to present. Since her appointment, the commission has supported and the commission has approved numerous actions to implement OCII's enforceable obligations, which will result in the improvement of the economic vitality, urban landscape, affordable housing opportunities, and quality of life in San Francisco. With her oversight and approval, OCII has taken actions related to the active development in the Hunters Point Shipyard and Candlestick Point, Mission Bay, and Trans Bay project areas, along with various continuing enforceable obligations related to numerous assets in the Yerba Buena Center, Western Edition A2, and Rincon Point South Beach project areas, and... Whereas, as a commissioner, Ms. Rosales approved numerous actions OCII undertook related to the dissolution of the San Francisco Redevelopment Agency, including the implementation of enforceable obligations that survived dissolution and that created jobs, market rate, and affordable housing units, and public infrastructure benefiting the city and county of San Francisco, approval of the long-range property management plan, confirmation of housing assets transferred to the city as housing successor, and approval of three recognized obligation payment schedules, and whereas Ms. Rosales, a lifelong resident of San Francisco, manages a private law practice in the city. Prior to entering her private practice in 2004, she served as San Francisco International Airport's general counsel for over 10 years and was SFO's deputy director for regulatory and legislative affairs. Ms. Rosales also served nine years as the San Francisco Deputy City Attorney in the Government Law Division. She has more than 30 years of a distinguished career in the specialized area of affirmative action and public contracting. In her capacities of General Counsel and Deputy City Attorney, Ms. Rosales has authored and defended several minority local business contracting programs. On April 1st, 2014, under Ms. Rosales's leadership, the Transbay Block 5 request of proposals became the initial project to require development teams to prepare a workforce and contracting action plan. 
The WCAP described the specific steps that a development team would take to begin the development process and to create an implementation plan that will help improve contracting and workforce achievement levels for the project. And whereas Ms. Rosales has been instrumental in advising agency staff regarding amendments to OCII's Small Business Program, SBE policy, allowing its long history of promoting equal opportunity in procedures and contracting with minorities, women, and small business development. Under her role as chair, the commission amended the SBE policy joint venture and association on July 7, 2015 to ensure that this continues and whereas during Ms. Rosales's tenure, OCII has overseen and award, overseen the award of over $5.7 billion in contracts with nearly $1.8 billion or 31.6% going to SBEs. Of this amount, $973 million has been awarded to San Francisco-based small businesses. Minority and women-owned businesses have also participated in a significant manner with over $942 million in contracts or nearly 16.7% of all awards reflecting the ethnic and gender diversity of the region. As an economic driver, OCII's SBE program has benefited over 1,090 local and small businesses since 2012 and whereas throughout her term on the commission, Ms. Rosales has been a staunch proponent of OCI's housing programs. Over 3,000 housing units started construction during her term, of which one third were affordable to very low and low and moderate income households. Whereas, Ms. Rosales has been strong supporter of OCI's efforts to provide affordable housing opportunities to members of low-income households who are displaced by the former agency and are eligible to receive housing preference through OCI's Certificate of Preference Program. She consistently urged the Mayor's Office of Housing and Community Development which provides services to market and lease up OCI-sponsored affordable housing units to fulfill their commitment to provide accessible, user-friendly, and online access to housing applications and marketing information through the database of affordable housing listings, information, and applications, the DALIA program. And whereas Ms. Rosales' presence on the Successor Agency Commission will be greatly missed, by those who, who's having businesses before the commission, the public generally, and her fellow commissioners and agency staff. Her legacy includes the, founding, the funding of thousands of affordable housing units, the creations of numerous constructions and permanent jobs, 
and the specific development projects that have improved and will continue to improve the economic vitality, urban landscape, and quality of life of San Francisco. Now, therefore, let it be resolved that the Commission on Community Investment and Infrastructure, on behalf of its executive directors and employees, acknowledge the service that Mrs. Rosales has provided to OCII and by the resolution expresses to Mrs. Rosales, Ms. Rosales's its appreciation of work well done. It thanks for her dedicated public service and its sincere wish for her and success in all her future endeavors. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, thank you so much. Um, I'm gonna keep this short because, as everybody knows, I'm a crybaby when, when I'm saying goodbye, <laughs> uh, as I did uh, a little bit when Nadia said farewell. Uh, but I wanna thank, of course, all of you and the members of the public who've spoken for your very kind words, for the acknowledgement and the recognition uh, that has now been memorialized or soon to be memorialized, should you adopt it, <laughs> in, you know, in in the resolution. Um, just reflecting on what I wanted to say, I thought, yes, I am a founding member and I have a lot of good stories, which I won't take the time to share today because we don't want them in the public record. But uh, it was, it was a, a very, I think, fortuitous day when Mayor Lee uh, and then uh, City Administrator uh, Naomi Kelly kind of insisted that I think about joining the commission. And so I, I did so uh, for lots of reasons. And over time, I have to say from those early days, I've seen all members of the commission, because I've gone, of course, through all members of the commission. And of course, I, I've, I've worked with uh, Commissioner Drew as well. Um, so I've seen lots of change over those 10 years. And I have to say that with each year, I've seen the good work of the commission incrementally enhance just every single year. And that takes incredible teamwork because I have served many other commissions in San Francisco and I can tell you that that's not always the case uh, where that teamwork is there, not just with, within the agency itself, but with the community, with the stakeholders, with city partners, with um, uh, business partners, but most of all with the staff. The staff is outstanding. Um, and, and it's the current staff, the, the former staff throughout those 10 years. Um, I've always said policymakers are only as good as their staff. Um, so I want to do a shout out to the staff, um, but also to the community partners uh, and our city partners, uh, certainly included staff as our general counsel with his wise uh, advice over, over the years. And I just want to say it's truly been an enriching experience and um, I'm still in San Francisco, I'm a native, I'm still here, so anytime you need to reach out, and I will do the same, uh, you might find me commenting occasionally on certain items, because I always like to keep track of, uh, of work that I've uh, had my, my uh, fingers in, but I wanna thank the commission, especially, for being in the good fight. 
and I'm honored uh, that I and you all have done it together. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So commissioners, um, I will need a motion. This is the first resolution of the year, I believe, right? Uh, appropriately. Um, commissioners, may I get a motion for item number 5B? I would move to certify the uh, aforementioned resolution. Thank you. May I have a second? I second that. Thank you, Commissioner Scott. Madam Secretary, please take roll. Commission members, please announce your vote when I call your name for item 5B. Commissioner Brackett. Aye. Commissioner Drew is absent. Commissioner Ludlam. Aye. Commissioner Scott. Aye. And Chair Bustos. Absolutely aye. Mr. Chair, the vote is four ayes, one absent. The motion carries. Thank you, Commissioner Rosales. You are staying for the meeting, so now we're, now we're going to hear you, right? <laughs> um, thank you all. Um, and I want to thank uh, General Counsel Morales, who also helped put the resolution together. Thank you. Madam Secretary, please call the next item. Agenda item numbers 5C through 5F related to bond items will be presented together but acted on separately. Item 5C is authorizing the issuance of new money tax allocation bonds subject to Oversight Board and Department of Finance approval as permitted in Section 34177.7A1A and 34177A1B of the California Health and Safety Code to finance, one, affordable housing obligations in an aggregate principal amount not to exceed $30 million, and two, infrastructure obligations in the Transbay Redevelopment Project area in an aggregate principal amount not to exceed $45 million, approving and directing the execution of a second supplement to indenture of trust and bond purchase contract, and approving other related documents and actions, affordable housing obligations, Transbay infrastructure obligations, discussion and action resolution number 2-2023. Item 5D is authorizing a First Amendment to the legal services contract with law offices of Alexis S. M. Chu for disclosure council services in connection with the issuance of tax allocation revenue bonds and tax allocation revenue refunding bonds to modify the scope of the contract to include an affordable housing bond series without increasing the not to exceed amount. Discussion and action, resolution number 3-2023. Item 5E is authorizing a first amendment to the legal services contract with Jones Hall, a professional law corporation for bond and disclosure council services to modify the scope of the contract to include an affordable housing bond series without increasing the not, not to exceed amount. Discussion and action, resolution number 4-2023. And item 5F is authorizing a first amendment to the personal services contract with PFM California Advisors, LLC, for financial advisory services to modify the scope of the contract to include an affordable housing bond series without increasing the not to exceed amount. Discussion and action, resolution number 5-2023. Director Koslovsky. Is it on? Yeah. Thank no. you. Yeah. Thank you, Madam Secretary. 
Um, as was stated, uh, this is an item, a bond issuance item for projects in the Trans Bay project area. Um, and also some related contracts for what we call the financial support team, including bond disclosure council, disclosure council and financial services. This item will be presented by John Daigle, the agency's debt manager. John? Good afternoon, Chair Bustos, members of the commission, Director Kaslovsky. My name is John Daigle. I'm the uh, debt manager for OCII. Um, as uh, Director Kaslovsky pointed out, these items are all related to the issuance of the bonds. Uh, the the um, focus of the uh, presentation will be on the uh, bond items as the uh, contract amendments are uh, f fairly minor. The, um, the uh, enforceable obligations which are um, being satisfied with the issuance of these bonds are first the affordable housing obligation which consists of uh, 4,432 units and uh, of 140 of those are in construction and 981 in uh, pre-development at this point. And the uh, uh, Transbay infrastructure obligations uh, which are required by the Transbay implementation agreement. The enabling authority, uh, respectively, is uh, the Health and Safety Code, um, uh, the two sections listed. Uh, so the Section A, the first one, uh, applies to affordable housing obligation, and uh, the section ending in uh, B is uh, relative to Transbay infrastructure. So Series A, an overview of, of that is that uh, it involves uh, furthering the um, development of 537 units of affordable housing, which uh, totals 16% of the remaining obligation. Uh, the projects show in the table here, it's Transbay 2 East and West, uh, and then the uh, pre-development for um, Transbay 4. Uh, again, they total 537 units. And uh, Transbay, um, uh, Series B, I'm sorry, is the uh, Transbay, uh, Transbay Block 3 Park Project. Uh, this table shows um, exactly how much money is generated by the sale of the bonds and then what happens to that money, uh, the sources and uses. Uh, these numbers are based on um, the actual market at the time they were put together. And, you know, as we know, markets are dynamic, and especially now. But uh, these were back, you know, if we had sold the bonds then, this this would be pretty much uh, what it's uh, what it looks like. And this was prepared by our municipal advisor slash financial advisor uh, based on discussions with, uh, with uh, trading desks in um, underwriting firms. So these are, uh, you know, real numbers. And um, rather than go through all of those, um, if you, um, I could answer any questions uh, about them at the end. Um, but I'll, I'll give a quick summary. So when you sell the bonds, you have the proceeds, um, which is basically the face amount of the bonds. So um, you have that, and then you could potentially have a premium. And the existence of a premium has to do with what investors want. So for um, the infrastructure bonds, the, uh, it's a different portfolio because that's a tax-exempt bond. And those portfolio managers might want to see a higher coupon 
So we'll give them a higher coupon if it makes sense, but they have to pay more for it. And that's why you get a premium. So that's what that is about. And then um, the uh, use of the funds is below with the project fund uh, amounts first. And then a debt service reserve. This is a, um, a uh, reserve that's set apart and held by the trustee. And uh, is, it's security basically for the bondholders should uh, the revenues be insufficient to pay debt service. Um, that reserve gets used at the, on the last uh, uh, debt service payment of the bond. You basically can throw it in the pot then. So, um, and then there's the cost of issuance, uh, underwriter's discount, which is uh, how the underwriters make money selling the bonds. And uh, insurance, insurance is a decision you know that's made at the time the bonds are sold. If it makes sense to have bond insurance, in other words, if it, if it lowers the yield enough uh, to save more money than it costs to buy the insurance, then you do it. That's a very routine um, uh, calculation, but based on today's market, it would make sense to to uh, uh, pay for the insurance, the bond insurance. And then uh, the last other uses, that's just a rounding. Um, so I'm, I hope that wasn't too tiresome. <laughs> so the uh, proposed action then is to approve the um, uh, key foundational um, documents for the bond deal, which is the first supplement uh, to the indenture of trust. Um, the reason it's done that way is um, for this credit, it was initially set up with a bond indenture that could be supplemented. So each time you wouldn't have to write an entirely new bond indenture. And since it's on a, on a parity credit, it just makes sense to modify the sections that you know, are required to accommodate the new bond. It's more efficient. Um, and uh, there's a list of the, some of the things that are, uh, you know, that are changed or added. And um, some of those things are known now, and of course, some of them won't be known until we price the bonds. Um, also, this will approve the uh, bond purchase agreement, which is the contract that uh, we sign with the purchaser of the bonds, which is the underwriter. And again, those uh, details won't be known finally until we price the bonds. Additionally, uh, the action will um, approve the uh, underwriter selection we um, issued a um, request for proposals to the entire uh, underwriter pool for the uh, city and county of San Francisco. We received 11 responses, and they were um, evaluated and scored by uh, an evaluation, um, I mean, a selection panel, which included myself and a representative of the city's Office of Public Finance uh, with the help of our um, financial advisor. So the team we selected, um, for lead underwriter, we selected uh, Stiefel Public Finance. We have Tom Jacob here <clears throat> from Stiefel. And then uh, for co-senior, we selected uh, uh, Baxter, McCarley, and Barry. And we have uh, Vincent McCarley here for Backstrom. And uh, we've worked with them, uh, both firms, before and are very happy to be working with them again. Uh, the contract amendments are, there are three contract amendments that are being um, uh, modified here. Uh, the FA contract, the bond council contract, and the disclosure council contract. And the reason this is happening is that after we had already brought these contracts uh, to you, um, the um, 
opportunity came up to do these housing projects in Trans Bay, and it was unknown at the time. We just didn't, or we would have put it in there. And it came up sort of right at the very last moment, and we just had to figure out how we could try to do this because it was also quite time sensitive. Um, I mean, normally we issue in October, November, in order to get them money when they need it, we need to get these bonds issued basically towards the end of July. So um, our um, uh, consultants were very uh, accommodating in, uh, in uh, helping us get there and do this. So the uh, contract scope is the only thing that's modified to include this. We have not increased the, uh, the uh, maximum amount payable under the contract. Um, I, sh I should explain rather than leave the question hanging why they do that. And the reason was that originally the, the Transbay um, deal was about, I don't want to say twice as large, but it was quite a bit larger. But a portion of that got delayed until 2025. And uh, so we were able to, be, because it's the same credit, we were able to simply plug this one in and it's, it, it will be under the same official statement uh, one, one taxable series, one tax exempt series. So it doesn't create, um, and they'll be issued at the same time, of course. So it really doesn't create any additional work. Uh, but we, we do really appreciate the um, um, accommodation that, that our uh, consultants made to help us uh, get where we need to get. Um, so for our, we actually have a representative here from uh, PFM um, California Advisor, Sarah Holland, there. <coughs> Um, bond Council is uh, was unable to attend, but we do have um, uh, that would be uh, um, I'm sorry. It's Brian. Brian. No, no, it would oh. be a, a Juan Galvan, but he was unable to due to a conflict. And we have a Brian um, Donaldson. Is it? That's Haroldson. Haroldson. And he is on Webex, so he is joining. And he's us. available online if you do have any questions about the um, about the uh, legal contracts, and also the uh, disclosure uh, council, Alex Chu, and Alex, I believe, is online. That's correct. And uh, the proposed action here, <clears throat> of course, is to um, approve the uh, three contract um, amendment resolutions. Our next steps are uh, listed here. We'll go to the Oversight Board uh, next week, um, and then we can submit the, uh, uh, the uh, bond uh, documents for approval to the uh, Department of Finance, and they have, uh, unfortunately, 65 days to respond. Hopefully, they'll be quicker than that, but we'll be okay even if they take all that time. Uh, June 1st is the final day, and we will have a determination by then. Uh, and then we'll come back uh, to you commissioners with the uh, uh, final approval. Um, the last time we bring this here to uh, approve the, primarily the preliminary official statement. Um, and then we'll go to market on July 10th and close on the 24th. And this uh, concludes my presentation. Thank you. Thank you. Madam Secretary. Do we have anyone from the public who wishes to provide a comment? At this time, members of the public who wish to provide public comment on these items should call 415-655-0001, enter access code 2482-554-1346, press the pound sign and then the pound sign again, then press star 3 to be placed in the queue.
If you're already listening to us by phone, please press star three if you would like to provide public comment and would like to begin by inviting anyone who joined in person if they would like to provide public comment on these items. Mr. Chair, it does not appear there are any members of the public wishing to comment on these items. Okay, hearing no requests to speak on this item, I will close public comment. I'll now turn to my fellow commissioners for any comments or questions they have. Nope. Okay. All right. So, commissioners, I we will take these items separately. Uh, let us start with item number 5C. Um, may I get a motion for 5C? Thank you, Commissioner Brackett. May I have a second? I second. Thank you, Commissioner Scott. Madam Secretary, please take roll. Commission members, please announce your vote when I call your name for item 5C. Commissioner Brackett. Aye. Commissioner Drew is absent. Commissioner Ludlam. Aye. Commissioner Scott. Aye. And Chair Bustos. Aye. Mr. Chair, the vote is four ayes, one absent. Thank you. Motion carries. Now, may I get a, sec a, mo a motion and a second for item number 5D? I move to approve item 5D. Thank you, Commissioner Brackett. May I have a second? Second that move. Thank you, Commissioner Scott. Madam Secretary, please take roll. Commission members, can I please, oh, please announce your vote when I call your name for item 5D. Commissioner Brackett? Aye. Commissioner Drew is absent. Commissioner Ludlam? Aye. Commissioner Scott? Aye. And Chair Bustos? Aye. Mr. Chair, the vote is four ayes, one absent. Motion carries. Commissioners, may I get a motion for item number 5E? Move. I move that okay. we authorize a first amendment to the legal <coughs> services. Item 5E, resolution number 04-2023. May I have a second? I would second that motion. Thank you, Commissioner. Madam Secretary, please take roll. Commission members, please announce your vote for item 5E when I call your name. Commissioner Brackett. Aye. Commissioner Drew's absent. Commissioner Ludlam. Aye. Commissioner Scott. Aye. And Chair Bustos. Aye. Mr. Chair, the vote is four ayes, one absent. Motion carries. May I get a motion for item number 5F? Move to approve item 5F. Thank you, Commissioner Ludlam. I, I second that motion. Second by Commissioner Scott. Madam Secretary, please take roll. Commission members, please announce your vote for item 5F when I call your name. Commissioner Brackett. Aye. Commissioner Drew is absent. Commissioner Ludlam. Aye. Commissioner Scott. Aye. And Chair Bustos. Aye. Mr. Chair, the vote is four ayes, one absent. Motion carries. Thank you. Madam Secretary, please call the next item. Next is agenda item number 5G urging the San Francisco Unified School District to adopt a program similar to the Small Business Enterprise Policy of the Office of Community Investment and Infrastructure to provide contracting goals for small businesses in the awarding of contracts, Mission Bay South Redevelopment Project Area, Discussion and Action Resolution Number 6-2023. Director Koslovsky. Leave it on. There we go. Thank you. Thank you, Madam Secretary. Um, this was all that's in here is in the title. Uh, this is an urging resolution 
to have the school district of San Francisco, as it relates to the Mission Bay school project, uh, adopt a small business uh, contracting policy that's more similar to OCII's. And to present this item is Mr. Mark Slutskin, the Mission Bay project manager. Mark. Give me one second. If I get my slides up here. Okay, good afternoon, Chair Bustos, Commissioners, Directors Kozlowski. My name is Mark Slutskin. I am the project manager for Mission Bay. The item before you today is an action item urging the San Francisco Unified School District to adopt a program similar to the Small Business Enterprise Policy of OCII to provide preferences for local disadvantaged businesses in the wording of contracts. Uh, this item is before you due to our work with the school district uh, for the construction of their school on Block 14 in Mission Bay. For this uh, site and project, our OPA and infrastructure plan requires the master developer, Fossil, to construct the schoolyard. However, the master developer, Fossil, and the school district are close to an agreement where the school district will construct the schoolyard as well as uh, construct the building. So since the school is going to be building both the building and the play yard, they will be following two different contracting policies. The school district will be following their own policies for the building of the school building, and they will be following OCII's policies for the building of the schoolyard because they will be using our funding. In June of 2022, the school district hired McCarthy Construction as their design build entity and contractor. And since then, OCII has been working with both the school district and McCarthy on how to follow our SBE policy and requirements. We've worked with them to see if they'd follow the SBE policy on their school building, which they're not uh, willing to, ready to do, but they have agreed that they would outreach to priority zip codes for both projects. So our SBE policy for OCII has a goal of 50%, and that encourages aggressive and proactive engagement of the SBEs. When the school district encourages participation of firms in the projects, it does not have an explicit SBE program. And that is why we are here today with, with that item for you. Um, in the audience with me is Gretchen Heckman, Development Specialist for Mission Bay, and George Bridges, the OCII Contract Compliance Supervisor, who can answer any questions you may have. Thank you. Thank you. Madam Secretary, do we have anybody from the audience or the public who wishes to provide a comment? At this time, we'd like to invite members of the public who wish to provide public comment on this item to call 415-655-0001, enter access code 2482-554-1346, press the pound sign and then the pound sign again, once you're on the call, please press star three to be placed in the queue. If you're already listening to us by phone and would like to provide public comment, you can press star three. And if you are here in person joining us and would like to provide public comment, you're welcome to come up. 
Mr. Chair, it does not appear we have any members of the public wishing to comment on this item. Okay, hearing no request, request to speak on this item, I'll close public comment, but I will turn to my fellow commissioners for any comments or questions they may have. Commissioner Brackett. I want to thank you for bringing forth this um, resolution to urge um, SFUSD to adopt um, SBE goals, especially knowing how important um, these goals are towards the vitality of our local um, workers as well as local businesses that rely on being able to be eligible for government contracting opportunities. And also just wanted to um, get a little bit more information on um, how this may impact or in terms of um, the number of firms that may be able to work on this project um, if it is adopted by SFUSD on the playground sector? Um, well, for the, this project, they are adhering to our um, policies for the schoolyard, so they won't have any impact there. Um, this policy is urging, I guess, the school district, if, if they did uh, decide to comply, uh, I, I mean, I don't know, the universe maybe. George wants to come up and speak of, of who is there. But there are plenty of SBEs out there that, that are available for a lot of the trades. Okay. Thank you. What's the status of the schoolyard funds? Uh, those funds come from us as part of our uh, CFD6 and tax increment. Have so, they been released? Uh, well, they haven't been released. Uh, it's on a reimbursement process. So they would come to us right now for Mission Bay. We have about 35 million in bonds. So that's probably where we uh, use those funds to reimburse. When it Do we have any discretion in releasing them? Uh, the discretion is if the work's done and they follow you know, for the schoolyard for which they're getting reimbursed and that work is done you know, in accordance with you know, our plan and OPA and, and infrastructure documents were required. I see. So a resolution uh, is all we can do. Yes. We cannot hold, force them to do something based on the reimbursement. And if that were the case, right now, Fossil is responsible for building it. So then if we wouldn't reimburse the school, then Fossil would have to come in and try to build the, the schoolyard at the Understood. same time the being built. Thank you. Any other questions? No questions, just the comment that we would continue to ensure that we do all that's necessary to make sure the leveling for our SBCs, the playing field, is continued to make it available and uh, workable and that it's accepted. So I'm hoping and I thought I read that they had accepted to do um, the makeup <clears throat> and hiring. No, they did not. No, okay. they, they did so not. That, that's what it sounded like. No, they were, talking, were for, I thought for, I for some of their no for for some of their outreach. They agreed to do outreach to yeah, specific heard, zip cuts. But that's heard you clearly, and that's I thought I had read they had and was going back over my notes. But, if I may. Um, that's, that's just it for me, that I hope we do all that's necessary to make sure this happens. If I may, Commissioner Scott, there are two parts to what Mr. Slutskin is referring to. There's a schoolyard project for which the school is abiding by our policies. So they have agreed to that. 
we're talking about the building component of the project that our, pro our policies do not apply to. And this urging is urging them to adopt the schoolyard policies, which are ours, to the building part of the project. Thank you. Thank you. Larry. So I just want to say it's somewhat sad that we're here talking about this um, because uh, this commission adopted a 50% local hire and small business um, enterprise policy, um, which should be a no-brainer. I think this is all public money, and we should be doing all we can as public agencies to make sure that the public benefits um, from this work. So it's kind of sad that we're here, that we have to urge the school district, probably one of the largest landowners uh, in the city to do the right thing. Um, I hope one day we won't have to be coming and urging anybody to do the right thing. And so I'll, I'm gonna be long gone, but I, I think we love to encourage the public to make sure that we keep uh, folks accountable that why not hire local people, help them build the city that they live in, and why not help small businesses grow and thrive in the city that they have a desire to do business in. That's how we lift people up. Not just build a building, but that's how we lift people up and communities up. So um, I'm glad we're doing this, but I'm sad we're having to do this. Uh, so whatever we can do to encourage the school district to do the right thing, as well as any other department or agency that controls public funds to do the right thing. So um, thank you for bringing this forward. Thank you. Um, commissioners, if there's no further questions, may I get a motion? Uh, I would move to adopt this resolution. Thank you, Commissioner. May I have a second? second? Thank you, Commissioner uh, Brackett. Uh, Madam Secretary, please take roll. Commission members, please announce your vote for item 5G when I call your name. Commissioner Brackett? Aye. Commissioner Drew is absent. Commissioner Ludlam? Aye. Commissioner Scott? Aye. And Chair Bustos. Aye. Mr. Chair, the vote is four ayes, one absent. Thank you. The motion carries. Madam Secretary, please call the next item. Next is agenda item 5H, commending and expressing appreciation to Miguel Bustos for his services upon the occasion of his departure from his position as Commissioner of the Commission on Community Investment and Infrastructure. Discussion and action, resolution number 7-2023. Director Koslovsky. Thank you, Madam Secretary. Uh, commissioners, this is another commendation item for our chair, uh, Miguel Bustos, recognizing his contributions to the commission. And once again, as I said with Commissioner Rosales, really just a small size, slice of the positive impact he's had on the community of San Francisco. So thank you, I'll turn it over to the commission. I think Commissioner Ludlam is first. Whereas, since 2009, Miguel Bustos has served with distinction as Commissioner of the Redevelopment Agency of the City and County of San Francisco and a Commissioner of the Successor Agency to the Redevelopment Agency, commonly known as the Office of Community Investment and Infrastructure, Mayor Gavin Newsom first appointed him to the Redevelopment Agency in 2009, where he served on the commission for three years until the State of California dissolved the Redevelopment Agencies on February 1st. 2012, and whereas after the redevelopment dissolution, the city and county of San Francisco established 
by ordinance number 215-12 on October 4th, 2012, the successor agency commission to act in place of the former redevelopment agency commission and to review and approve all actions related to the completion of redevelopment projects. Mr. Bustos was appointed by Mayor Edwin M. Lee to the successor agency commission first on September 11th, 2014, and then reappointed on January 31, 2017. Subsequently, Mayor London and Breed reappointed Mr. Bustos to the commission for another term on November 3rd, 2020. And whereas Mr. Bustos has served a total of 13 years on the Redevelopment Agency and Successor Agency Commissions, during his tenure, Mr. Bustos provided critical leadership to OCII in serving first as Vice Chair from March 21, 2017 to May 7, 2019, and then as Chair from May 7, 2019 to the present. Since his appointment, the Commission has supported and the Commission has approved numerous actions to implement OCII's enforceable obligations, which will result in the improvement of the economic vitality, urban landscape, affordable housing opportunities, and quality of life in San Francisco. With his oversight and approval, OCII has taken actions related to the active development in the Hunters Point Shipyard and Candlestick Point, Mission Bay, and Transbay project areas, along with various continuing obligations related to the numerous assets in the Yerba Buena Center, Western Edition A2, and Rincon Point South Beach project areas, and... Whereas, as a long-life resident of the Mission District in San Francisco, Mr. Bustos has had a unique blend of public and private sector experience that has transformed challenges into opportunities. His experience spans across government, both at the local and federal levels. And whereas, following his work as an advisor in the offices of the president and vice president during the Clinton administration in the 1990s, Mr. Bustos was appointed director of boards and commissions for San Francisco Mayor Gavin Newsom in 2007. From 2008 to 2010, he served as Director of Intergovernmental Affairs for Oakland Mayor Ronald V. Dellums. In this capacity, he directed all policy and initiatives through the government-to-government -government process requiring coordination of local, state, federal, and international governments to support the mayor's priorities. And whereas, throughout his term on the commission, Mr. Bustos was, has helped OCII oversee the award of over $2.6 billion in contracts with nearly 815 million, or 31.5%, credited to small, local, minority, and women-owned businesses. During the early stages of building the Chase Center, Commissioner Bustos attended a subcontractor's meeting to address OCII's commitment to hiring local residents. 
Commission Bustos spoke passionately about his father's career as a construction worker and how important his father's job was in raising their family. Because of Commissioner Bustos' heartfelt words, the Director of Construction, along with the Warriors Organization, were inspired to require all subcontractors to sponsor new workers into the trade unions. The significance of sponsorships is that an employer commits to hiring and training an individual and helps the individual enter the trade union to build a career. OCII is proud to report that 128 individuals were sponsored onto the Chase Center project. And whereas for many, many, many years, Commissioner Bustos' commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion has helped to lift up countless residents through securing permanent housing and providing access to real employment opportunities. And whereas Mr. Bustos' private sector experience blends advocacy for marginalized voices and working as a catalyst for change in the philanthropic sector. He has led several not-for-profits, served on a variety of boards, and has worked for regional, national, and international philanthropic institutions. In addition to a number of community service projects that he was involved with, he also recently served as a senior director for the Center of Social Justice at the Glide Foundation. In late 2021, Mr. Busos was also ordained as a deacon in the Episcopal Diocese of California. And in December of 2022, he was named the Episcopal Church Manager for Racial Reconciliation and Justice. And whereas Mr. Bustos' presence as a successor agency commission will be greatly missed by those having business before the commission, the public generally, and his fellow commissioners and agency staff. His legacy includes the funding of thousands of affordable housing units, the creation of numerous construction and permanent jobs, and the specific development projects that have improved and will continue to improve the economic vitality, urban landscape, and quality of life in San Francisco now, therefore, be it resolved that Commission on Community Investment and Infrastructure, on behalf of its, exec of its executive director and employees, acknowledges the services that Mr. Bustos has provided to OCII, and by this resolution, expresses to Ms. Mr. Bustos its appreciation of his work well done. Its thanks, and many thanks, and many, many more thanks for his dedicated public service, and its sincere wish for success in all of his future endeavors. Thank you. Thank you, Madam Secretary. Do we have someone from the, anyone from the public who wishes to provide a comment? Before I call on the folks who are here in person, let me announce the public comment instructions for the people who are joining us online. If there are any members of the public who wish to provide public comment on this item, please call 415-655-0001, enter access code 2482-554-1346, press the pound sign, and then the pound sign again, 
Once you're on the call, press star three to be placed in the queue. If you're already listening to us by phone and would like to provide public comment, please press star three. And for those of you who have joined us in person, um, please come up to the podium, or I'll start by calling the card that I have. I have George Bridges. Good afternoon again, commissioners, Director Klosowski, and General Counsel Morales. So it takes me a uh, great pride today to congratulate you and to thank you for all of your service uh, to the city and county. Um, and then the resolution, you know, the, the Warriors Project, for six months, we'd have a monthly meeting, and I would try to encourage them to get folks to sponsor new folks into the trade. And uh, it's just a perfect example of, one, you know, our relationship with Glide. We tell our stories. We tell our truth. So you came and you told your truth. They heard you. And it was really, really beautiful to see the director of construction come over and say, you know, I'm going to make them commit. Mm. Um, and that's what, as a commissioner, what you get to do is you get to walk into a room and change the direction of projects, you know, as well as uh, former Commissioner Rosales with in terms of the JV agreements and a lot of work was done on the Chase Center and that's the pride of the city today, I think. And on a personal note, I just thank you for always encouraging me professionally, spiritually, mm. and I just wish the best for you. And, uh, I know I'll see you soon. Love you. Thanks. Thank you. Monica, did you want to come up? And I'll call Mr. Oscar after. Thank you. For the short folks. <laughs> um, I'm Monica Steen, HR and Administrative Services Manager for OCII. Chair Bustos, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for your advocacy. Thank you for your dedication to the community at large, to OCII, and basically everyone that you touch. You have that spirit of encouragement that goes a long way. It is the work that you do, the work that the public do does. Being public servants is sometimes quiet work. It's not always, it's not always glamorous, but you are dedicated, and you have shown the dedication in the legacy that you're gonna leave with OCII. And I can speak for the commission, for our staff, and I believe for the commission that we're gonna carry on that legacy to make sure that our communities that we serve will be made whole, will grow and develop for all time. So thank you, Commissioner, for all that you have done. Thank you. Mr. James. Oscar James again. Now we we get we we lose two diamonds in the rough in one day. That's a shame. You can't go nowhere. <laughs> you can't go nowhere. You know your commitment, both of your commitments, really sets a president for everything that you guys have done, you have done. And I I have to say both of you together because you made changes that no other commissioners have made 
you set a president that whoever comes after you, those are some hard shoes to fill. You know, I served as a model cities commissioner back in the 70s, and we made programs and, and created programs, and some of them are still in existence today, both in Hunters Point and in the Mission District, that serves a lot of peoples. But as this commission here, you serve the whole entire city, you know, and, and you're known all around the world on what you, what you guys have done. And to do it for free, a lot of people don't understand. They say, well, they're making money, they're doing this, they're doing that. You don't get a dime. What you get is a lot of static and you, you do this and you do that in wrong terms. And you still commit yourself to do the best for this city, each and every one of you commissioners. Uh, and, and, and I'm proud of you. I'm proud of both of you. But like I said, you have those are hard shoes to fill. You got some people on here now who are doing good good work, uh, and I, I'm I'm pretty sure they're going to make sure that torch is carried for the strength of them. You have a new person on there. I, I don't really know, but I'm going to be checking you out, my brother. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's a it's a it's a hard time. We're a family. I worked for this agency for 40 years before I retired. But I worked watching out for my community for those 40 years. Like I said, 68, 1968, when I was on joint housing, watchdogging, the redevelopment agency. And you guys have done a tremendous job. Both of you has done a tremendous job. And I'm more than pleased, happy, and whatever I can do for both of you, I'm there for you. Mm. You know, and I know you're a spiritual man. Carry that cross, you know, because... We're, we're on our way to, to glory, and the only way we get there and go through those gates is what we have done for our fellow brothers and sisters in this, in this society, and you've done well, both of you. God bless you. Thank you, Mr. James. And we have Ms. Rosales. Yes, hello again, Mara Rosales. Uh, for the record, I just want to thank you publicly, Miguel, for your friendship. You're absolutely just an amazing person in my life, and I wanted to thank you uh, for your guidance, for your wisdom, for your support uh, in particularly difficult times that I've, I've experienced with my family and my mother's loss, so I want to thank you for that. But I really came up here to make sure that the record reflected something that you're known for uh, as our chair that wasn't reflected in the resolution. And you coined the expression, you wanted OCII to be known as the We Want You to Come Back Home Commission. And I think that says a lot, right? Because when you said that, we repeated it. And I think that imparted something that is really hard to quantify, but is real, and that is hope. And when I mentioned that Things had changed over time that I saw over 10 years during that lottery system before Dahlia that I used to call the lottery of disappointment. And we just almost badgered the mayor's office to come up with something better. And then Dahlia came. We, you, we all saw the change. And that was that even if people didn't win the lottery, they had hope. They felt they had choices. And you coined that when you became chair. And I just want to honor that. I think that's perfect. 
Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner. We don't have any other members of the public wishing okay. to comment, Mr. Chair. Hearing no additional requests to speak, I will close public comment and I'll turn to my fellow commissioners for comments or questions. Oh, I think we're good. So, uh, co commissioners, yes. I will need to get a motion for this item. I'd like to move, make the motion. I hereby certify that the foregoing resolution was, is, and be adopted by the commission at its meeting of March 21, 2023. Thank you, may I have a second? Thank you, Commissioner Brackett. Madam Secretary, please take roll. Commission members, please announce your vote for item five, sorry, H. five H. When I call your name, Commissioner Brackett? Aye. Commissioner Drew is absent. Commissioner Ludlam? Aye. Commissioner Scott? Aye. Chair Bustos. Do I have to vote on this? <laughs> Mr. Chair, the vote is four ayes and one absent. Thank you. Motion carries. Madam Secretary, please call the next time. Oh, wait, I want to Did say something. Did you want something. to say a few words? Yes. I actually do. Um, first, I, I, I need to thank um, Mayor Gavin Newsom for appointing me to the Redevelopment Commission. Um, he said, I want you to join a, the commission to help right the wrongs of the path. Mm. And um, I hope I played a small part in doing that. And then for Mayor Ed Lee for having the faith in me to appoint me um, back to the new uh, commission. And of course, to our Mayor London Breed for reappointing me. Um, we've had incredible directors since my time, but I wanna call out three. Uh, Fred Blackwell, mm. uh, who brought energy and excitement to this work. Uh, Nadia Sase, who brought wisdom, smarts, and passion. And Thor, thank you for saying yes. Um, you were part of this agency back in the day, and you still agreed come back and to say <laughs> and to help out um, but even during the process of recruitment one thing we made very clear uh, in the profile of this position was this was about justice um, and that's something we all did together when we were working with a search firm that we wanted to know whoever was interested would have to know that this was about justice our General Counsel Morales, Jim Morales, you have been such a, not only a steady hand and mind, but heart. Um, you know, you, you've helped us in so many different ways of staying out of trouble, but you've also helped us with guidance on how to push the envelope when it was appropriate so that we could do local hire and we could push for our numbers for our small businesses. So what you heard in the resolutions, you have a lot to do with that, and just wanna thank you for that. Um, the staff, I remember when um, the redevelopment was being asked to shut down, I said publicly that I would match our staff to anybody across this country 
because we knew what it was what to do to make sure that the redevelopment agency was doing the right thing and you all have carried 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 the work um, I think I said this during a holiday party but it's so true there are people who sleep better there are families who are together in warm homes because of you because of the work you did um, I think one other thing I said during a commission meeting, I said, well, where's the wow factor in the uh, uh, units, right? We want it, just because you, it was affordable does not mean it wasn't, shouldn't have a wow factor. And we challenged developers to build units that they would be proud to live in. So thank you for carrying that through. Um, we've had some incredible commission secretaries that have really helped us move things along. During the time I've been here, we had Gina Solis, Claudia Guerra, we had Lucinda, who helped us in so many ways, and Jamie. Mm. All incredible individuals that um, tru truly helped us keep things together, not just here at this meeting, um, but behind the scenes, making sure things are running smoothly, and we're forever grateful. My commissioners, I just can't, I just, you all have been so incredible, and we've created a commission together that is no drama, that all follow the beat of justice. And I think of uh, Commissioner Leroy King, former redevelopment agency commissioner. Um, he would sit right there and I would sit right there and I remember there were times people thought he was asleep <laughs> but he was listening and he'd come up and say wait a minute <laughs> um, and I want to honor him today but thank you commissioners for everything and I'm excited for what's going to happen ahead and Mara and I will will be cheering you on um, there's been thousands of members of the public who've come through, um, including Ace Washington, Miss mm -hmm. Vincent, Oscar James, Corinne Woods, Linda Richardson, and our beloved Española Jackson. So many people who've come who've cared so much for their communities that they took the time to speak their truth. Most of you may not know, but during the pandemic, we couldn't see each other. We couldn't really see people of the, of the public. So many of us actually called them to make sure they were okay. I personally made phone calls to see if they needed anything, if they needed food, if they were all right because that's what you do when you're family. Just because we're a government agency does not mean we cannot have heart. And we do. This commission truly does. Um, I just want to thank everybody for giving me the opportunity. You know, I talked about my dad to the warriors, about how my dad on Friday nights would drive us around because he was a construction worker and, and he would drive us around and say, I worked on this building, 
Levi's Plaza, Pier 39, Transamerica Building, Bank of America Building. And I remember how proud he was to help build those buildings. Now that he's gone, I look at those buildings and I see his fingerprint. And in some small way, I've been able to do the same. When I walk by Chase Center, Trans Bay, I remember the conversations, how many of those projects were just paper and now have come to life. So I would not have been able to do this without everyone's support. And so on behalf of my mom and dad, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to serve my city. <laughs> Madam Secretary, please call the next item. Next is agenda item number 5I, electing the chair and vice chair under section 27 of the successor agency bylaws. Discussion and action. Mr. Chair. Fellow commissioners, we have a wonderful opportunity to get rid of an old chair <laughs> and to elect a new chair and vice chair. So first we will start by electing a chair, a person who will take this commission on to the next level and to the next uh, era of its existence. Uh, do I have a nominations for chair? Chair Bustos, I would like to nominate Commissioner Brackett. All right. Chair, uh, Commissioner Lullum has nominated Commissioner Brackett. Any other nominations? Does the nomination accept uh, the nomination for chair? Yes. Thank you. Nominations for the office of chair is closed. Madam Secretary, are there any members of the public who wish to provide a comment on this item? If there are any members of the public who would like to provide comment on this item, please call 415-655-0001, enter access code 2482-554-1346, press the pound sign and then the pound sign again to enter the call, then press star three to be placed in the queue. If you're already listening to us by phone and would like to provide public comment, please press star three. And for members of the public who are here in person, you may come up to the podium. I, I know as usual, people get tired of me coming up here. But I wanna commend Commissioner Brackett. Since she's been on this board, she's been doing tremendous work for our community, for the city as a whole. She's one of the commissioners who's been fighting to get the certificate of preference given to the young grandkids uh, in our communities, both Western Edition, Hunters Point, and hopefully we can get Soma in there because uh, they were relocated uh, and a lot of people forget about them. But it's a lot of people who has been, re who has been taken out of their communities because of the redevelopment agency. And that's one of the things I'm gonna fight for for the rest of my life, is to make sure they're made whole and that these grandkids, but you made a good, a good uh, person as chairperson, Mr. Brusso, and I'm gonna make sure she follows your 
lead. So thank you very much. Love you, my sister. Thank you, Mr. James. It does not appear we have any other members of the public wishing to comment. Okay, we will close public comment. Any oppositions or abstentions today? Seeing none, Madam Secretary, please take roll for chair. Commission members, please announce your vote for chair when I call your name, or please announce your vote for Commissioner Brackett becoming chair. We'll start with Commissioner Drew, she's absent. Commissioner Ludlam. Aye. Commissioner Scott. Aye. Chair Bustos. Aye. And Commissioner Brackett. Aye. Mr. Ch the motion carries. The elected chair of the commission is Commissioner Brackett. Yeah. So in the interest of time, thank you for electing me and for meeting efficiency. I'm going to allow Commissioner Bustos to continue on um, so that we can move to the next item and um, proceed with the meeting efficiently today. Thank you, Chair. Of we are the Commission of Efficiency. <laughs> <laughs> now we have to elect our Vice Chair. Do I have a nominations for Vice Chair? Mr. Chair. Yes, Commissioner. I'd like to um, elect Mr. Alex, our Commissioner, Alex Ledlam. Any other nominations for Vice Chair? Seeing none, does Commissioner Ledlam accept the nomination for Vice Chair? Yes. Nominations of the Office of Vice Chair is now closed. Madam Secretary, are there members of the public who wish to provide a comment? If there are any members of the public who would like to provide comment on this item, please call 415-655-0001, enter access code 2482-554-1346, press the pound sign and the pound sign again, then press star three to submit your request to speak. If there are any members who would like to provide public comment in person, please come forward. Mr. James. Oscar James again. Alex, you have some hard shoes to fill, and I'm going to hold you, <laughs> I'm going to hold you accountable. Uh, you sit among two precious commissioners that I see that's up there now that's still going to be here. Uh, but like I said, you, you have some hard shoes to fill. But they have confidence in you, so I must have confidence in you. And I believe you're going to do a good job because our past chair didn't say anything against you when you were nominated. So I believe you got the uh, recommendation of him. Uh, but welcome, my brother. I'm going to be watching you. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> Anyone else? All right. Mr. Chair, there are no more um, members of the public wishing to comment. Okay, I will close public comment. Any opposition or abstentions? Seeing none. Madam Secretary, please take the roll call for Vice Chair. Commission members, please announce your vote for Commissioner Ludlam's appointment or elect, well, appointment to Vice Chair's seat. Uh, Commissioner Brackett? Aye. Commissioner Drew is absent. Commissioner Scott? Aye. 
And Ch uh, Chair Bustos? Aye. And Commissioner Ludlam? Aye. <laughs> the vote is four ayes and one F. Motion carries. Congratulations. The election of Vice Chair is Commissioner Ludlam. Madam Secretary, please call the next item. Next order of business is item six, public comment on non-agenda items. Do we have anyone for the public who wishes to provide a comment? If there are any members who would like to provide public comment on non-agenda items, please call 415-655-0001, enter access code 2482-554-1346, press the pound sign and then the pound sign again. Please press star then three to be placed in the queue. If you're already listening to us on the phone, please press star three. And if you are here in person, you may come up to the podium. Mr. Chair, does not appear we have any members of the public wishing to comment. Hearing no request to speak on this item, I will close public comment. Madam Secretary, please call the next item. The next order of business is item seven, report of the chair. There is nothing to report. Please call the next item. The next order of business is item eight, report of the executive director. Item 8A is update on store improvements at the Foodsco grocery store and status of transfer of the store and property to the city and county of San Francisco. City, discussion. Director Koslovsky. Thank you, Madam Secretary. Commissioners, uh, this is a non-action item and it's just an update on the status of some improvements uh, to the formatting of a grocery store uh, that we currently own that is going through the transfer process to the city uh, per dissolution. And this item will be presented by Aaron Foxworthy, the Deputy General Counsel. Aaron, thank you. Good afternoon, Chair Brackett, Chair Emeritus Bustos, <laughs> Commissioners, Executive Director Kozlowski, and General Counsel Morales. I'm before you today in my capacity as OCII's Real Estate Services Manager, and in place of Marie Munson, Senior Development Specialist who was supposed to present this but couldn't be here due to unforeseen circumstances and who deserves all the credit for the work that I'm about to discuss, the update that I'm about to provide on OCII's property located at 345 Williams Avenue in the Bayview neighborhood. Just to refresh your recollection, 345 Williams is about a two acre site. Uh, it contains about 29,000 square feet, uh, a square foot building and an about a 100 uh, space parking lot dating back to 1964. Um, in the late 1980s, a Safeway store that was located there closed at this site, and at that time, say, that Safeway store was the Bayview's only full-service grocery store. So in 1990, the former agency, um, using CBDG funds, acquired the site and entered into a lease with Cala Foods um, to develop and operate a grocery store. Uh, Cala opened the Foodsco grocery store in 1991 and it has been operating there continuously since then under the lease of the former agency. And it re remains an important outlet for fresh food in the Bayview. Um, in 2021, District 10 Supervisor Shimon Walton um, engaged OCII about improving quality at the store. He was concerned with some of the store's physical conditions and also wanted to know if Foodsco um, was hiring Bayview residents. Uh, over the past two years, Supervisor Walton's office and OCII have worked together with Foodsco to push for improvements at the store. 
Um, some of those physical improvements that have occurred um, as of today include um, grinding and repolishing of the concrete floor of the store, which was in pretty bad shape, um, repainting of the building, um, replacement of the roof, um, replacement of the shopping cart fleet, um, replacement of parking lot lights and poles um, to make the, the grocery store more welcoming and more inviting place to, to shop. In addition, um, Foodsco has implemented a more overt and visible hiring um, process and publicizing the availability of employment opportunities at the store. As a result, um, they tell us that most of their job applicants are walk-ins, which we think demonstrates an increase in um, neighborhood, the potential for neighborhood employment. And in fact, uh, last year in 2022, more than half of the new hires at the store were Bayview residents residing in the 94124 zip code. Um, hires also included uh, employees from the surrounding neighborhoods, Visitation Valley and Portola, 94134 zip code, from the Mission, um, 94110 zip code, and from Potrero and Mission Bay, 94107 and 94110. So we think that was a great success, and we want to continue to work with Foods Co. on that. And other things um, that they've done is a complete refresh of their produce department, their fresh food department, um, as you can see in this photo. Um, they've also expanded their organic offerings, which I think is really important for the health of the community, which you can see here in this photo. And they have a, a brand new fresh meat uh, uh, section that's also actually been expanded from what they had before. Um, and they provide a butcher on site for really fresh um, avail available seafood and, and meats. So earlier this year, at the request of Supervisor Walton, um, we, along with um, the Mayor's Office of Housing and Community Development, participated in a tour of the site. Um, I think it went really well. I didn't attend, but Marie did. Uh, unfortunately, she's not here to give you some anecdotes, um, but I, I do think that the, the tour went really well, and um, as evidence of that, here's a, um, a tweet, an example of someone using Twitter responsibly. Um, of Supervisor Walton saying mm. how much he enjoyed the tour, encouraging people to go out and shop at the store. Um, and so I think this is, really ties together the efforts that, uh, um, that we endeavored to partner with with Supervisor Walton. Um, and, and just lastly, an update on the site itself. Since this was a former redevelopment agency asset, under dissolution, we're required to transfer it in accordance with our long-term property management plan, which requires us to transfer it to the city um, for future redevelopment purposes. And that transfer is well underway. It's, it's kind of stopped and started over time, um, but that transfer is well underway, uh, being ne negotiated with the city's um, office of, with MOCD and with RED, their real estate division. Um, and we anticipate that it will be transferred sometime by the middle of the year. Um, we'll transfer both the real property and the lease, and so that lease will continue with Foodsco under the auspices of MOCD. It can continue do, um, in accordance with the terms of the lease until about 2031, in which time it would be up for renewal. Um, I think MOCD has some potentially good grand ideas for the site, so we're excited about things to come there. Um, and lastly, the staff that I worked with on this um, asked me to mention to you, Commissioner Bustos, and, and to you, Commissioner Rosales, that you know we've heard the numbers, billions of SBE contracts and thousands of wow factor affordable housing in the city. Um, but on a personal level, and, and I think it's poignant, we're here today in person for the first time in three years, that on a personal level, you've brought joy and security to people's lives. 
thousands and probably tens of thousands of people's lives, and that's invaluable and it's incalculable. So you inspire us and we celebrate you. Congratulations and thank you. And uh, I can answer any questions you have about 345 Williams. Thank you. Madam Secretary, is there anyone from the publish, public who wishes to provide a comment? If there are any members of the public who wish to provide public comment on this agenda item, please call 415-655-0001, enter access code 2482-554-1346, followed by the pound sign, then the pound sign again. Press star 3 to be placed in the queue. If you're already listening to us by phone, please press star 3 on your mobile devices. And if you are joining us here in person and would like to provide public comment, you may come up to the podium. Mr. Chair, it does not appear we have any members of the public wishing to comment on this item. Okay, thank you. Um, hearing no request to speak, I'll close public comment and would ask Director Sasaki uh, to please proceed with the rest of his report. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chair. I don't know if the other commissioners have any comments uh, on that or questions, but I can ad address yeah. those. Okay. Um, commissioners, do we have any questions or comments related to the executive director's report? I only have a short comment. As someone who actually uses the Foods Co. grocery store, um, I want to say that I've been happily surprised to see the improvements that have happened there um, and seeing um, the fresh food section, um, the fresh salad section, um, seeing more items um, like cut fruit and stuff like that that wasn't available prior. Um, so I just wanted to say um, great job to the team um, as well as MOHCD following up on this and um, pushing for these must, most needed improvements in this community that really is dependent on that one grocery store up until we just recently got lucky. So just wanted to say thanks a million for that. Um, yes. Uh, Mr. Chair, I too uh, live in that community and it's been a sore thumb. It's been um, just a hardship. And now to see the bar is raising, I am so grateful. We have cried, we've spoken, we've stood and had many conversations personally I had with the management. But I'm grateful to see that they're listening and cooperating, complying, and raising the bar for the community. Thank you so much. Thank you, Thor. Yes, thank you so much for all you are doing mm -hmm. to lift up the lives of people there. And, and thank you to yeah. Shimon Walton as yeah. our supervisor. Yes. Yes. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much for that report. It was a great report. And, and Mr. Chair, I have more when you're ready. I have more items to my report when you're ready. Oh, okay. Yeah, thank you. Okay, just a couple of items, and I'll be quick in the interest of time. Um, but I want to update you on the Fillmore Heritage Center request for proposals. Um, you know, this is just a brief update about this. Uh, the Fillmore Heritage Facility, as you know, was used to house the former Yoshi's and the Jazz Club, 13, uh, Jazz Club and the 1300 Fillmore Restaurant. Since due solution, we've been working uh, with the city to transfer that. They've got a disposition plan. They did a solicitation in 2017 that didn't conclude in any outcome. They've since released a new RFP through the Mayor's Office of Community Housing and Development. Um, and they are expecting proposals on April 
24th at 4 p.m. So for anyone who's listening in the public, April 24th at 4 p.m., the RFP is on their website. And they're doing tours of the site, if anyone wants to go through. They're offering uh, tours. You can contact them on the website. You'll see their information. But there's one this Friday evening and then on March 30th, so March 24th uh, and 30th. Um, that's an update on that. I want to make a quick statement about the recent bank failures. <clears throat> the Commission is probably aware, as the public is as well. Several banks have been experiencing financial troubles over the, the last month. Um, Silicon Valley closed and was reopened under um, federal sort of leadership there, Signature Bank similar, and San Francisco's First Republic Bank has been experiencing trouble. But we want to assure the Commission we've done a review of our portfolio. We don't have any of these banks as lenders or investors on any of our active projects, but we're continuing to review aspects of our operation uh, for exposure to this, but at this point we don't see any issues. We'll let you know if we do. Uh, just a few other updates. Uh, Hunters Point Shipyard, the first phase, the construction there continues. Uh, we have about three blocks uh, that are gonna, affordable housing blocks. They're gonna break ground over the six, next 60 days for about 183 units. All these units are being offered at 50% of area median income, uh, which is fairly low. And so um, those blocks are significant because they're the first OCII affordable blocks in the Hunters Point Shipyard. So all the development here to four has been uh, Lennar development. Um, so that's significant. We'll update uh, the commission on uh, those uh, projects in the future. <clears throat> and then replacement housing. I uh, want to update you on that, uh, our efforts to restart that. We've been working with Senator Wiener's office uh, on state legislation to reauthorize the ability of OCII to continue replacing the remaining nearly 6,000 units of affordable housing that we had demolished during the urban renewal days in the 1950s, 60s, and 70s. Um, in February, Senator Wiener introduced SB 593, and that was at the state in the Senate. And the bill would reauthorize replacement housing and would allow OCI to restart that program to right a historic wrong. Um, and it contributed greatly to today's housing crisis in San Francisco. Um, and it would allow the city to meet its housing element goals of 46,000 affordable units over the next eight years. We'll be providing you information on those Senate hearings, uh, the state Senate hearings. Some are occurring next week. And I want to especially acknowledge uh, members of the team who helped work on this initiative. Rosa Torres, John Daigle, and Mina Yu in our finance division, and Elizabeth Colomello in our housing division, and very especially Mr. Jim Morales, our general counsel. Uh, their leadership on this has uh, really powered this initiative to the point that it's been. So, and in closing, um, I want to just make a statement about, it was 35 months ago, uh, on April 7th, 2020, was the Commission's first virtual meeting. It was significant. Uh, it was a significant meeting because it was due to the COVID emergency that all public meetings had been suspended, so the Commission could not meet and do its, uh, do its business. But it was at the opening of that meeting that Vice Chair Rosales at the time acknowledged in her remarks that the Mayor had recognized the urgency and importance for the Commission to meet, and despite this COVID emergency health order, and the mayor did authorize um, the commission to hold virtual public meetings to approve various projects, especially the various affordable housing projects approved that day, so that the public health emergency wouldn't worsen because critical public house, excuse me, affordable housing wasn't being built. Chair Bustos went on to thank the mayor and the board of supervisors, but especially the staff, for organizing the logistics for that commission meeting to hold its first, first virtual meeting. It was necessary to carry on the important work of OCII. And he went on to say that it was so critical that the commission 
meet because people are having to work at home and are missing the human connection with their friends and their coworkers. And in gratitude, he also acknowledged that we are all sheltering in place, but many had no place to go. And he read a poem that day called In the Time of Pandemic, from which I'll just reference just a few lines. <clears throat> he said, the people healed, and the earth began to also heal. These had been tough times, but it was in those tough times that had brought out the best in one another. We are resetting how we think about ourselves, about each other, and how we do our work. We do this because we care about the work and because we care about you, the public. He went on to thank Jamie, Lucinda, Jay, and the team at SFGov for organizing that first meeting. I'm sure it was really hard to put together. So in closing, I want to offer a similar refrain in recognition of our work that's of critical importance to the well-being and health of this city. We live in abundance and are grateful that we have work and we have shelter, and that there are still others who, have not, who are not having their basic needs even met. This is why we're passionate about the work that we do on housing, parks, and infrastructure, and creating economic opportunities for everyone for a better tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you, Director. Madam Secretary, please call the next item. The next order of business is item nine, commissioners' questions and matters. Commissioners, anything? Seeing none, Madam Secretary, please call the next item. The next order of business is item 10, closed session. There are no closed session items. The next order of business is item 11, adjournment. Fellow commissioners, uh, we need a motion to adjourn. Um, Mr. Chair, if I can go back, you move so quick for the commissioner's questions or matters. I just want to say to Mara Rosales, Miguel Bustos, I cannot thank you enough for the inspiration that you gave me as a commissioner when I came aboard. I cannot thank you enough for just making clear things that were unclear for me. I cannot thank you enough for the encouragement and the role model that you set before me along with the other commissioners. I cannot thank you enough for being steadfast as a commissioner, keeping your eye on the goals and the prizes. I can't thank you enough, Miguel and Mara, for all that you did the promise you kept, your feet to the pedal. I can't thank you enough for that. And helping me to just uh, not feel odd or weird for what I felt I came aboard to stand for. I thank you so much for being who you are culturally, spiritually, and as a human a part of this city, this nation, this country. You represent your families well. Thank you so much as commissioners. And I'm getting too teary-eyed to go into so much more. We'll talk more afterwards, but thank you so much for the model, the service, and the care you have given to this commission. Thank you, Commissioner Scott. I move that the meeting be adjourned. May I have a second? 
Commissioners, we have a motion and a second. Um, we are adjourning this commission meeting at 2.48 p.m. Thank you all. Um.